What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Everything Wrestling with Brandy and Summer. I'm Summer. I'm Brandy. Hello. <laughs> and here's our exclusive interview with Dante King. Damn, I thought we were recording already. <laughs> now we are. <laughs> so, again, thank you so much for deciding to come join us tonight and do this interview. We appreciate it. Oh, no. Thank you guys for having me. I'm actually uh, excited. I'm glad we were able to get a date scheduled because I know I was MIA there for a minute. Uh, it's okay. It was during the holidays, so it's understandable. Yeah, we blame you. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, blame me. Blame me. It's fine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't listen to her. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> She's the problem. It's her. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right. So um, she always makes me ask the first question. Yep. Okay. So I always like to start this off in case people don't really know. So um, how long have you been wrestling for and what got you into wrestling? Um, I have been wrestling for almost three years. It'll be three years in May. And uh, what got me into wrestling was YouTube, honestly. Like, I, of course, watched it when I was a kid, like, so much with my siblings. And that was, like, a big thing when we were children. But, like, as I got into sports and, you know, kind of drifted away from it for a while, um, I was just kind of during COVID on my computer. And uh, YouTube popped up uh, John Cena versus The Rock. And that just steamed me down a rabbit hole of so many more wrestling matches that it just, it was a love for me again. Okay. Kind of, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. I don't think ever, anyone has ever said YouTube. No. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so crazy because like, uh, I, I saw it. I was like, there's no way this happened. Right. So I click on it and like the little kid in me came back. So I'm like watching this wrestling match and it's like the greatest thing ever. So, uh, right away I'm like, all right, I got to get the network. So I get the WWE network and I start just binge watching a whole bunch of wrestling and I fall super, super in love with it. So had to find out. Okay. Okay. All right. Your question. Uh, is there any like, uh, people that, uh, in wrestling in general whether it be pro or who you work with that you uh that you look up to uh that i look up to i yeah, would let's... say well in terms of what okay that's a i guess <laughs> that's a look up to in what way uh just to, like in a way to help you out with your career um i suppose uh like this is kind of this is so funny to say, but like uh, Roman is a big one for me because uh, when I first started watching him wrestle, even though it was like babyface Roman, I didn't know nothing about the heat that he had back then. So I was just like watching it, you know, like dang, I love this guy. And um, so I looked up a little bit of his background because everybody has like a story that they go through to get to wrestling. And this is a former college athlete, you know became wrestler and actually like having some of the best matches, you know, maybe five years into his career. So I thought that was really cool. And I, being a former athlete, like a college athlete myself, um, I was like, why can't I go down this route? So found a pro wrestling school in Albuquerque and that's kind of what got me started. Okay. So you acknowledge the tribal chief? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess you could say that. Yeah. Well. I acknowledge Jay. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> but that's beside the point. Um, that that's quite. Out of all the people we've talked to, nobody's mentioned Roman. Roman. Mm -hmm. um, so that's actually really interesting. Um, so I always like to ask this question too, and maybe this is the same answer. But would you say Roman is your favorite wrestler, or do you have other ones? Oh, um, he's one of them. But like, um, he's a way different wrestler than some of my other favorites like uh tyler Bate, who was in nxt for a long time he yeah. just got moved up actually uh he mm -hmm. is like if you like watch a tyler Bate match and then you see some of my stuff you could see how i would take from him it's actually like um his wrestling style has been really inspirational to what i do currently and i think that would be another one for me I see it. Yeah, I can see it too. And he is phenomenal. When I saw him get called up, I was like, that's a good decision. That's a good decision. So. And he has such like an entertaining style of wrestling too. Like it, I, it keeps me like, this is just a personal opinion, but it really keeps me invested the entire match. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. 
Now, uh, I know this is going to be like uh, another kind of similar question, but I noticed that you played uh, that you uh, were uh, Seth Rollins in the Rumble for Halloween. So would he be another person you look up to? Oh, absolutely. Like when I first started, um, like it's like when I was talking about binge watching wrestling, like the shield mm -hmm. just in its entirety, watching each individual like shield member matches like down to a T watching as much as I could like Seth Rollins was definitely top of the list of like even down to his ring of honor stuff I'd go back down and watch like his uh old old ring of honor stuff I um when he was Tyler Black I think his name was so that was yeah definitely how did you like decide to be Seth Rollins because I thought you were one of the absolute best that came out for that battle royal. <laughs> it's it's funny because I've done a gimmick battle royal before. It was in Denver, Colorado, my first year of wrestling. It was actually like my first I want to say like eight months or something and there was a Halloween battle royal that we uh, or Halloween match that we were doing. There was like themed matches and everybody was different costumes and me and my uh, tag partner Ocean Avery, we fought each other that night as randy orton and roman reigns and i came out as roman reigns <laughs> <laughs> so um having the opportunity to do another gimmick battle royal i was like well i mean i get called it all the time like the references for the strip in my hair so may as well just go all in and be seth rollins this year okay i i thought you did phenomenal as yeah. seth rollins thank you it was actually a lot of fun it was I was laughing so hard the entire time. <laughs> I mean, I think you should have won it, but you know. <laughs> uh, it's okay. It happens. The road dog, he's just, you know, he's the goat that night. Uh, I was never really a road dog fan, even though I was a DX fan, but Triple H is my favorite. So. <laughs> but Robbie Lynn did such a good job as a road dog. He did. Yeah, he did. His AJ Styles from the year before. Phenomenal. Was phenomenal. <laughs> I hadn't seen that one. That's pretty funny. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, Brandon G did his uh, amazing thing too. I thought that was great, also. Yeah, yeah. it was a nice little tribute because you usually don't see people do sting mm -hmm. too often lately. So, um, I don't think you see a lot of like old school wrestlers like nowadays, like just mm -hmm. you know being dressed up as like. Because I remember um, one of my coaches told me that like. Uh, he used to like doing like Ultimate Warrior stuff because that was one of his favorite wrestlers. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, so like, you know, even stuff like that, that'd be easy. Well, not easy to do, but like, you know, a nice little Halloween costume to paint Ultimate Warrior, like painting on your face and go out there, bunch of energy. Of course, you've got to, maybe it'd be funny you don't have the body for it, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so what's my next question? I, don't I know. forgot where I had in mind here. Um, Sorry if we're going off track here. No, you're no it's you're okay. I, I have my question in my head and it just whoop, right back out. Um, so uh, in wrestling, like, what do you prefer to uh, – what style of match is your favorite? Style of match. Yeah, like um, is it a basic wrestling? Is it uh, hardcore? Is it like what type of match? Tag team. Um, I honestly, I get the most, um, I mean, watching and being a part of it, I think singles matches, like straight up one-on-one -on -one wrestling matches are like just phenomenal to watch just to see how creative you can get in a setting, especially maybe you're wrestling the same dude on the road for like, let's say a WWE schedule where they're wrestling the same person on the road for like 12 weeks. How creative can you get with those different matches in different cities? and like still keep the crowd entertained i think those are the funnest matches okay there's nothing better than a good like one-on-one -on -one where it's just like oh dang i didn't see that coming or oh did he just do that like exactly and then like the different styles of wrestling too like um which like we're saying we're talking about tyler Bate, um his british strong style that like you know is a little similar to japanese wrestling where they're hitting each other a little bit harder you know what i mean it's more of an aggressive style of wrestling compared to like american wrestling where it's more punches and kicks you know it's uh it's a nice little mix-up or the lucha style where it's high flying and... exactly like um i i love love lucha matches i was actually um originally trained in american lucha like that's how i started wrestling before I came to FSW. So those high-paced matches, like, I'm not even a stranger to. 
no, you can definitely see it in your ring work. Um, and that's why I was automatically like, oh, I like this guy because you had that lucha style because everybody knows that I'm <laughs> a big lucha fan. Oh, that's always <laughs> and, fun to hear. Yeah, um, this might sound cliche, but Rey Mysterio is my absolute favorite wrestler ever. No, but like, see, I feel like he could be on anyone's top five. I mean, I agree. <laughs> I think he should be, but you know, I've been a fan of him since I was nine years old. Oh, so that's super awesome. Yeah, and I have a tattoo for him. So really, I do. I do. It's a question mark in black and purple, and then it has a crown on the top of the question mark. Okay, that's pretty dope. Yeah, homage to his infamous match with Eddie Guerrero at Halloween Havoc with the black and purple. Okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. And then yeah, obviously he rocks the question marks and really when he was very first starting in WCW, he did. And then he actually has a question mark with a crown tattoo himself. Obviously nothing like mine, but, <laughs> but still like the same concept. That's yes. pretty cool. Yes. So for anyone to say, I'm not, <laughs> We're Mysterio's number one fan. They're lying. They're absolutely lying. They are. They That's are. That's funny because uh, she's she's been a, a Rey Mysterio fan since she was nine. I've been a Triple H fan since 1999. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. See, those are and see, two both of those guys are like like some of my favorite wrestlers as well. Like obviously, like the impact that Rey Mysterio had on like you know the Mexican American being able to get into the you know the big leagues and you know, show that Lucha it can hang with, like, top American wrestlers. It's it's great. And then Triple H, the staple he is on the business, is amazing as well. Yeah. I think he's, he's definitely doing great things now behind the scenes um, for yeah. WWE as well. Oh, yeah. I think he's doing a phenomenal job. I think uh, the wrestling is turning up a bit, which is what I'm excited for because, like, the promos have always been great, but for them to, like, be actually letting them got their guys go in the ring is – it's looking good. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yes, yes. Um, so what's one thing um, in wrestling that you've experienced or went through that you didn't expect to happen? You know what's funny is nothing because <laughs> only because my uh, my original trainer out in Albuquerque, Gino Rivera, he like literally prepared us for anything. He's like, even if it's like where we have like a two hour class and the last hour is us just listening to him talk. It's like all these experiences you're going to go through, like anything could happen at a wrestling show. You have to be prepared for absolutely anything like down to the point where if you're not on a show, you bring your gear because you don't even know if a spot's going to be opened up that night, like to wrestle. It's just, I feel like he did a really, really good job of preparing us for like literally anything that could go on in the business because, you know, after 13, 14 years of his own experience on the independent scene, like he knows what to expect. That's true. That That's, that's good. I don't think a lot of people probably got that and they're starting out. But yeah, yeah, I, I can see where he would be like, bring your gear. Cause I think there's been times where we're like, wait a minute, that person wasn't supposed to be in this match. Uh -huh. Exactly. And you can see like, and these guys who take these like four or five hour road trips, you know, mm -hmm. even from Arizona, you see a lot of the Arizona guys on the FSW shows. That's because like, you know, sometimes there's a spot open and they brought their gear. So good for them. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so in wrestling, what would you say? What would you say is the hardest thing about being a wrestler? Um, the hardest thing, I would say, balancing everything, because everything can get so hectic. You, well, like for the most part, a lot of the independent wrestlers live two lives. You know what I mean? You go to, like, I have my um, part-time job that I go to. Um, when I go to it and that's like what I do to, you know, help support my wrestling, but my full-time job being like a professional wrestlers, you know, keeping up with my body, um, making sure that I'm, 
<laughs> at least staying healthy and not overdoing it or overworking like gypsy's huge on me not overworking uh because i'll just go and go and go and go until my body can't function anymore and that's what we don't need is <laughs> our bodies to stop functioning on us while we're wrestling and then as well as like keeping up with the business end of wrestling making sure you're reaching out to promotions and expanding your um self and then going online and promoting the events you're going to be at promoting the shows that you just did uh it's it's a lot to handle but also it's uh you know it helps you make sure you keep yourself grounded because if not it's gonna kind of just spill out yeah makes sense yeah makes sense um speaking of social media do you think social media has helped or hindered the business uh both it's helped it in terms of expansion because like you think about like how many people hear about wrestling through word of mouth um not a lot like you know not the average person doesn't really watch pro wrestling like oh that's kid stuff because they only think well the only thing there is to watch is the wwe which is not true um but then the internet you know you have these you have people who find wrestling through twitter through instagram and you're like dang there's stuff outside of the wwe that i can actually watch and enjoy um but at the same time there's like that opposite end where like a lot of people who are not a part of the business or who don't really know much they just kind of like think they know or maybe like i guess have a little too much confidence in their knowledge not really having any inside um knowledge they kind of tear the business down because like you know fans are fickle as you guys know like they want one thing but they get it they don't want it anymore Mm -hmm. or uh you know wrestling like wrestling twitter trolls like tearing people down just to tear people down body shaming um like messing up people's images for the wrong reasons you know what i mean like of course there are the right reasons like the speaking out movement which was huge which was Mm -hmm. i think very beneficial to the business but yes. you know it has its pros and cons i can see that yeah same but, um i think it has its pros and cons pretty much in anything nowadays and unfortunately oh, yeah. it gives the trolls and the haters a keyboard to hide behind yeah and then there's no profile picture so you don't know what they look like there's you know what i mean they're not gonna ever like come out and say that to you to your face it's just like oh like i can hide behind a computer screen i can say whatever i want Exactly, exactly. And I think it's kind of killed things too because there's all the rumors and then it's like, oh, so-and-so is supposed to debut or so-and-so is supposed to come back or, and it's like- Nothing in wrestling can ever be a surprise anymore. Yeah, I miss that. I miss not knowing that. So I think the last big one that was ever pulled off was when Ronda Rousey joined the WWE because she did it smart posting stuff trying to make it look like she was in Colombia, I think. Oh, okay. I think that was the last real big surprise. Everybody else, it's like, oh, we've heard this, or oh, we've heard that, or oh, they've been spotted, or, you know, this and this. And it's just like, I want the surprise again. Right. I don't right. need to know what's going to happen before it happens. So It's like, it, like the big return aspect, it's like, you know, let's take, for example, I forgot, I think... I want to say it was like the 2007 Royal Rumble um, where, you know, John Cena was supposed to be out for an entire year and so and he came back in like four months and like just totally shocked everybody and the pop he got on the on the return because he wasn't supposed to be back that early because nobody knew he was going to be there. You know, it's a genuine reaction rather than, oh, like, well, we expected this, but it's cool. Yeah. Was that the time he tore his pectoralis muscle, or was uh, that I think so. I think so. It was that or his knee, something like that. I think he was like thirtieth in, and yeah, he yeah, he came out last. Yeah, um, there's even that like clip, you know, where Triple H got that yeah. look on his face where he's seen a ghost. You know what I mean? Like it's stuff like that that keeps people into wrestling, and like you get the spoilers and the the leakers are like you know what i mean like even as far as like going to storylines and leaking what might happen later on it's like come on dude like let us watch what i think kills it more is uh the dirt sheets that are all the dirt sheets that are out there yeah 
all the rumors and you're like is that true is that not true like and that's why like you know we um like we as wrestlers got to do our best to just kind of like stay out of that <laughs> you know what i mean because like no matter what our response is to that is like uh the reaction is always negative you know what i mean it doesn't matter what we say it's just gonna garner a negative reaction because it's these people's quote-unquote job to do it right unfortunately yeah <laughs> unfortunately um i know as a wrestler you have like a lot of interaction with different fans and stuff is there any uh one that you can think of any interaction that you've had so far that has stuck with you uh, a fan interaction that has stuck with me yeah mm, i would say there's there's a couple so like one of my first ever wrestling shows um it was at a bar in texas and there's this guy he was kind of like you know he was he was not being a nice guy the whole night he was very drunk obviously and he was screaming slurs and getting crazy with the wrestlers and um he had been told a couple times to calm down but he hadn't and there was one point where he got so mad at one of the heels in the match that he had just sprinted in and got in the ring well yeah it was like the craziest thing i've never i've never seen a fan react like that to where he just like decided like to leave his chair and try and go and get in the ring but uh yeah he he got the crap kicked out of him because it's texas and uh he got thrown (laughs) out of the building but like that i think that is one of the craziest things that i can remember that is that's insane that's that reminds me of a story here that um it was one of the one of the pay-per-views that happened here either pay-per-view or it was a monday night raw that happened here and my friend and i had gone to the show and there was this real drunk guy that was sitting next to us but we were like way far in like the nosebleed seats mm-hmm. so uh he told he kept telling me throughout the entire show like oh i'm, I'm gonna go down there i'm gonna hit so and so in the face and it was right around the time when chris jericho came out and uh, he literally runs down the stairs and hops the barricade and punches Chris Jericho in his face. What? And that Chris Jericho, if he if he wanted to, he could have, but he didn't. Yeah. And you that, could just see the guy getting wow. let out in like handcuffs. Yeah. And you watched that happen? Like he, he was yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And he went, wow. Yeah. He, he just ran down there and jumped it and hit him right in the face and jericho was stunned for a second but then he started laughing so i was like oh and then you could just see like the security dragging him out and then it was on the news later (laughs) yeah that guy must not hit that hard because the fact that he got hit and was like oh wow this guy just came down and hit me (laughs) started (laughs) laughing about it yep that's so that's so crazy see that yeah as crazy as i am i would never think of to do something like that oh no like well even it's like it goes vice versa too though like because like you know if wrestlers like sometimes they begin um uh what is the word a little excited um some heel wrestlers uh and they like to like you know start touching people like that's not very smart either Uh, (laughs) so like i get these people came to see a show but they didn't come to be like like pushed or shoved or unless you're like an intimate like setting like okay so like a gcw is more of like an edgy show and like you're do you're doing too much and you're a little too close and you get bumped like hey like you know stuff happens but um i mean just it, it goes both ways like i think fans shouldn't try and be a part of the show and wrestlers should just leave fans alone and make just keep it verbal you know Oh, thank you. He gets it. <laughs> there's only been one time I got involved. <laughs> yeah, but he got you involved. But right. There were times where I got involved and I didn't want to be involved. And I was like, what the fuck? Don't do this to me. Yeah. Like, so I, that was not fun. No. <laughs> I don't like to be a part of the show. I think I have PTSD from it. Because anytime at FSW when people come flying out the ring, I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> help. Um, But I will say FSW guys, y'all do a pretty good job of 
making sure we don't get hurt. And then like, and if you do run into us or something happens out of your control, there's always an apology. Like, sorry, didn't mean for that to happen. So uh, and uh, it's always like incidental as well. Like it's yeah. like a out of pocket thing. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that because I'm like, please don't, don't come near me. Stay over there. Like you will hear me being like, stay over there. Don't come this way. Yeah. Well, without being physical, like, like, like being a former heel, like I, I mean, it's not hard to get, you know, people involved verbally. Like it's not hard to rile somebody up, especially like someone like myself who has like a high pitch and kind of raspy voice. Like I can, um, I can get people to want to fight me without like even touching you or getting close to you because like verbally <laughs> I'm kind of like, you know, being an asshole, but like, that's where I keep it because I obviously I don't want you to hop the barricade, but if you choose to like, there's a, that's why there's security. Hey brother, let's not do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think the line gets blurred sometimes between reality and Hey, this is just this is storyline. This is entertainment. It's a show, yeah. This is yeah. literally entertainment. It's a show, yeah. yes. So I think that sometimes that reality line gets blurred sometimes with certain fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard fans take things way far to the extreme of like you didn't have to like I've heard racial slurs, and I'm like, mm-hmm. what in the hell made you think that that was okay to say? Yeah, well, like, unfortunately, just in, like, a sports world, like, being a part of, like, anything, you know, sports-related for as long as I have been, that's, like, that's, like, something common and nothing new, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I've dealt with so much um, of that kind of hate. Uh, It's just, it it gets kind of, it's a little ridiculous, obviously, but, like, you know, it's just something you got to brush off at this point because, like, you know, people are going to say what they're going to say. You just, uh, just I let mean, them yeah. be bad people. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, so what is one thing, like, maybe a m- common misconception, especially as from being a wrestler, that you think people have about wrestling that you just is not true. You just want to squash it right now. <laughs> that it's not real. Yes. yes. Because <laughs> let's 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 be honest. Like this shit fucking hurts. <laughs> like it doesn't matter what it is. You know, you give me a forearm that hurts. Chop that hurts. You give me a body slam that hurts a lot. These are simple, basic wrestling moves, and that hurts. So you can imagine if me being 6'3", almost 200 pounds, jumping off the top rope and landing on another man, oh, that's fake? No, that also hurts. Um, it's just like it's maybe not realistic in your eyes, but it's not fake. Yeah, that's like the biggest thing. If somebody's like, it's fake, I'm like, don't talk to me. <laughs> That's my biggest pet peeve yeah. while watching wrestling. I've I've dealt with that like my entire life. Like, oh, you watch that fake shit. Like, mm-hmm. you get in the ring and you find out how fake it is. Yeah, and then you come back and talk to me. I just like yeah. I don't think people realize that you guys go through a lot to train and to do this. And the if you do a move wrong, you could end somebody's life. And it could be the simplest thing too. And yeah. yep. You're very right. I mean, unfortunately, look at the incident that happened with Ray and that one wrestler down in Mexico. Simple mm-hmm. move. It was the smallest thing. Yeah. yeah. He gave him a drop kick to the back and his, yeah. and his neck snapped. Yep. Yeah. Like how crazy. Yeah. And then it's I such think- a wild thing. Like <laughs> that's that's a, that's one of the craziest things I've seen on footage. Like a drop kick to the back, his neck snapped. He's already dead. Like gives mm-hmm. him the 619 still not even knowing that he's dead. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just such a crazy crazy thing, and then Ray's reaction to the whole thing too. Like after realizing, it's it's very dangerous, and like and it's all for literally the love of the sport and the entertainment of the fans. Yeah, yeah, that's the one thing that just irritates me. They're like, it's fake. I'm like, it's not fake. I'd be like, is it like scripted? Is it choreographed? Yes, but go in there and you get chopped. You get body slammed and you tell me 
Honestly, I could just show you a match. and it, Literally, one match comes to mind. It's Samoa Joe versus Kobashi. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but it's one of the most brutal matches I've ever seen in my life, and it is not one weapon is involved. It's not no gimmicks. It's just two very large men beating the shit out of each other. And after, <laughs> I'm sure, after a non-wrestling fan watches that, they will definitely never say it's fake again. That would be a good, yeah. Yeah. Like, I need that on replay on my phone to just be like, hey, <laughs> this is fake. Okay. I've even seen, like, sometimes where, like, AJ has come out from a match or something and his chest is extremely, like, red and just, it just looks extremely painful. Or, like, if I see him get body slammed or something and he's skinny. So to see him get body slammed, that hurts my back. And I'm sitting in the crowd watching it. So I cringe just watching that. Even somebody like Jay Vidal, who's obviously a little bit bigger. But even when he got slammed or, you know, somebody put like a hold on him or something, I'm cringing because it's just it. I could imagine like the amount of pain he's in. So. (laughs) Literally all for the entertainment of the fans. Exactly. Yeah, and there's you know a lot of wrestlers don't like to hold back whatsoever, so they'll put it all on the line every single match, and um, that is like it's just it's very very like detrimental to our bodies, but at the same time, like we love this shit, so we're gonna keep doing it. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Um, I don't want to like spoil anything, but um, uh, I know obviously your uh next few probably is gonna be Damien. But is there anybody uh, in particular that you haven't faced in wrestling that you would like to face? That I would like to face? Um, there, There's actually a few that come to my mind. Okay. Is it like FSW specific or just uh, in general? In general. Um, I think a match with, this is like a little bit out of pocket, but I think a match with like Titus Alexander would be like amazing because the things that he is able to do in the ring, you know what I mean? Um, how experienced he is. Uh, I think me and him could, would have a really, really good match. And I think I've been wanting that match since I've started wrestling. That would be, that's one person I think I'd like to face. Okay. I'm a huge Titus Alexander fan too, so that would be amazing. Oh yeah, he's he's phenomenal, and I think it would be great. My kid likes him. My kid always likes the assholes, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like he likes the assholes. Um, yeah, that's, that's not a bad thing, though. At least he has favorites. Yeah, but he's also a flip flopper, which aggravates me. <laughs> so the uh, kids like to do that. I'd be like, I don't, I don't like that. Well, you just liked it yesterday. What do you mean? Well, I don't like it today. Yeah, he literally flip-flopped on Cody Rhodes. And I was like, are you serious? I was like, you don't even deserve this Cody Rhodes shirt anymore. (laughs) To be fair, I flip-flopped on Cody Rhodes. But I didn't didn't, uh, really – I wasn't really sold on Cody Rhodes when he first uh, returned. Uh, But, you know, watching all his stuff since he's been back, I'm like, okay. Cody, you have you have my love. You got it. <laughs> well, I'm a flip flopper with Ro- Roman because I started out really liking Roman, but then I really don't like this tribal chief stuff. Okay, and I don't like that he's had the belt for this long and all the shenanigans that has happened, like with his matches, the predictability okay. of it. I'm like, well, the ref has gone down. We all know Solo and Jimmy are getting involved now. Um. So, I, yeah, I would say since the whole Tribal Chief thing started, that's what I'm just like, it's a no-go. And then my kid is reversed. He hated Roman. Mm-hmm. Absolutely hated He hated the Shield. Like, now, granted, when the Shield debuted, he was much, much younger. He's 16 now. He was much yeah. younger. So he was, like, a kid and had stupid nicknames for them. He called, like, Roman Cookie Cutter Lips and, oh, like, man. Seth Rollins skunk head and Dean Ambrose gopher face. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But now he's like, uh, I acknowledge the tribal chief. And I'm like, go away. And now he doesn't like, now that Jay has broken away, he doesn't, he doesn't like Jay. I'm like, 
would you stop? See, that's like, that's like with me, like I'm with her as far as like the whole Roman thing is, but I've never been a Roman fan. I, I can honestly say, but I will say, even though I'm not particularly a fan of him, I will say that since being paired with Paul Heyman and since becoming the tribal chief and all of that, I think I think this character has worked for him and I think it's done amazing things for him and his uh, ability to speak on the microphone now, which I thought before when he talked, I just couldn't get with it at first. And I think he's gotten better as a wrestler. I'm still not a fan, um, but I can say he's gotten better and I don't fall asleep during his matches anymore. (laughs) That's that. Well, that's good. I see. I can't really fault Roman because like, I feel like, where he's at is kind of the end goal, right? Is like for wrestlers, like, and maybe I'm wrong here, but like for wrestlers, uh, you want to make the most amount of money taking the least amount of bumps, right? And I'm not saying uh, he, like, he should have had only 11 matches or 13 matches, whatever it was last year. I definitely agree he should have had way more. I want to say <laughs> at least, you know, 50 matches in a year, you know, 25 matches in a year, being the top guy, that's fine. But, you know, the end goal would be being, like, getting paid the most money for the least amount of bumps, and it's less detrimental to your body. And this final boss character that he has created in the Tribal Chief is exactly that. The final boss only comes out at the end of the game. So, I mean, it works with the character. Do I think he should have more matches? Yes. But at the same time, like, He's making more money than the for the company that they've like you know they they've seen in a long time like revenue is through the roof whether it be merchandise sales ticket sales or um, even ratings when he's on television like people are tuned in and they're watching so them keeping him limited to us I think works in a way. Yes, but I don't like the belt being held hostage. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I, I I see your point there. Like, I want a different champion. I'm sick of that. And it's, like, to the point where we, like, I'm, like, we know they're not going to, this person's not going to win. Like, I already know. So what's the point of having this match? Like, I kind of feel that way. Like, though I am excited to see him go against AJ Orton and LA Knight. Um, it's going to be excited. a good one. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, it's, I think that's going to be a really fun match, actually. Um, I think it's going to be really good. You have Orton, who's just amazing um aj who's amazing and then la knight who's definitely amazing and up and coming and probably will get the biggest pop of them all um oh yeah which was really cool watching him at the live event shout out fsw (laughs) um that was cool showed that he still uh remember where he came from um so that was cool i i think actually like the you were talking about like predictability. I think the last time that I actually genuinely thought someone might win um, was Sami Zayn. I think that that was the last time that I was like, uh, maybe, maybe. Actually, no. Actually, I think it, no. I'm sorry, Cody Rhodes, <laughs> because like that that was a 50 50 for me more than even Sami Zayn. Because even as the end of the match was approaching, I was like, dang, he's not getting it, is he? But Cody Rhodes was like one of them. I was like, damn, like, I think, I think, I think they're just going to give it to him now that he's here. But they didn't pull that trigger. No. And I, I, I got mad, <laughs> mad when they didn't do that. Um, but I'm hoping they rectify the situation <laughs> come this WrestleMania. Um, you know, maybe, that- maybe not. The Rock is back. I, yes. Yeah, but I heard they're also going to try to do Australia okay. Elimination Chamber because I heard Australia is willing to pay big bucks to get The Rock there. Okay, so we'll see then. Yeah, but that, I'm not a fan of The Rock either. See, I was like, oh, it's The Rock, and then it was like Jinder Mahal, and I was like, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. This is stupid. And then he's like, shit, I said it's the head of the table. I'm like, oh, and here we go. <laughs> here we go. Uh, but they just don't put the belt on the line because then we know for sure that who's winning that. You know what I mean? Like, don't do that. Because <laughs> we know, obviously, The Rock with his schedule is not going to take up that championship. No, 
No. So just make it like a just regular match. Um, let's see. If you weren't a wrestler, if this wasn't like your full-time job, is there any other avenues of careers you'd want to go for? Or um, Yes. There was um, – see, I played basketball for a long time. I can um, see that. <laughs> since I was a kid, I played basketball, and I even played a couple of years college basketball. Um, and in my time in college, I went to school for um, psychology, and I was going to be a therapist. Um, what I was going to be a therapist for was, um, you know, um, was, uh, was for youth as like a school counselor, be like for troubled youth, like, you know, who have rough childhood and needs like just someone to talk to there at school, like away from home. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, uh, that would have been the avenue for me had I not started wrestling. Okay. That's completely different than wrestling. Oh yeah, Absolutely. But that's that's cool. That's cool. We need more people to do stuff like that. I think. Yeah, I agree. Not what I pegged though. No, <laughs> like no, I would have been like, that's what he went to college for. Yeah, um, yeah. It was. It was a. I think I'm actually only a few credits away from my associates in psychology before I move on. But well, we can go back to school another time. It's fine. I was gonna say there's <laughs> only, there's your backup plan right there. You 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 have a backup. It's fine. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> um, I know a lot of uh, guys in the back. Like they're they're always when they're like get ready for a match, they always like listen to music. So do you have like anything in like mind that you listen to to get you pumped and ready for a match or a feud or something when you're wrestling? Well, um, I actually I actually don't have like a routine or anything what i like to do is like you know i get there i'll warm up a little bit of course and i'll throw my boots on and you know stretch out a little bit but the thing that helps me the most is like right before curtain time when my music hits and this is just like an experience for me personally like that's that's my moment where my flip switches and i'm chimed in to where i need to be um, I know everybody has like a little routine that they go through, but I don't think I really do up until that point where like you see me normally behind the curtain, <laughs> I'm over there smacking myself, you know what I mean? Trying to get into it. I'll ask one of the guys like, or Gypsy, Gypsy's mostly there. She'll give me a nice, nice uh, fat back chop. And um, when, uh, when my music hits, that's really when um, Dante King is like, you know, here. Okay. 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 Um, so far in your career, have you had, what has been your favorite match that you've had? My favorite match in my career. <laughs> oh, that's hard. Sorry. Um, no, it's okay. That's actually a really good question. Okay. I have two. Okay. I think I have two. Um, so, uh, I think it was last year. It was at one of our friends, uh, his name is El Dragon. He's a luchador out in, uh, El Paso, Texas. We went to his show as a, like a charity show for him because he was injured at the time. He had a really bad neck injury. So we did a fundraiser show and, um, uh, it was me, Gypsy and our other, one of our other trainees, JKM. We had a triple threat match opener and, that was some of the most fun that I've had in a wrestling ring. And then I think the second for me would be um, at Wrestle Dragon Arizona. It was early, a little early last year when I had a match with, uh, it was me and my tag partner. I was tagging with actually CSJ. <laughs> and, um, I was tagging with Jamal and we were fighting the regulators and that was Ooh. so much fun. I was in front oh. of that Arizona crowd. Oh, see, I'm a, I'm a fan of the regulators. So damn, that would have been a match for me to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have that match on my YouTube. If you would like to go watch it. Oh, awesome. That I will definitely check that out tonight. Yeah. That um, was also a lot of fun that I've had in a wrestling ring. Cause I really like the regulators. So that probably would have been fun. Yeah. I, I'll say when you were at Pride Style and it was like the Lucha Scramble. Yeah. When you were in it and watching you and Gypsy 
go at it. I was like, holy shit. Because you guys brought out, I think, the best in each other. I was like, that is honestly the best I'd ever seen either one of you look. Um, oh, it's so I, – I love wrestling, Gypsy. It's so much fun because, like, we know each other so well. And we, you know, obviously train together all the time. Like, she's been there since I first started wrestling. My, like, very first week in wrestling or second week in wrestling, I'll say. She was there. And, like, I don't know. Like, it's like you said. We bring the best out of each other. We're able to, like, you know, challenge each other and, like – well, we've done stuff like this before. Let's switch it up and mix it up for this crowd and see how, um, I like to call it spicy, see how spicy we can get for the crowd. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's always it's always a lot of fun. I think I think it's great. Yeah, I was just like, well, I, I thought it ended too soon, honestly, between the two of you, because y'all were just going at it. And I was like, zoned in. And then it like, I was like, man, and then she got eliminated. And I was like, that bullshit. <laughs> right after she was kicking everybody's ass. Yeah. Right after. I was like, that's bullshit. I would like to have seen her last longer. A little bit that. longer. Yeah, yeah, but I love Lucha style matches. And I thought you guys worked really well together. And honestly, like I said, I think that's the best I've ever seen either one of you look. And I was just like, can I just get a one-on-one match with them? Because <laughs> that would be amazing. Okay, I can bring up another match that I really liked then now off the top of my head. Okay. It was, it was actually uh, me and Gypsy uh, earlier last year. It was, I think, uh, like shortly before she got injured. But it was um, it was a singles match at a rooftop show in Arizona. And um, I thought that match was really, really fun. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I may have to like go to Arizona <laughs> to see these matches <laughs> then. Because Arizona seems to be where it's at. Arizona yeah, actually, that's where I that's where I really kind of got my start was because I debuted in Arizona and my first two years of wrestling before FSW were mostly Arizona based. I was in Colorado and Texas a lot as well, but like most of my like key shows were in Arizona and like at ICW or like now mm-hmm. it's Wrestle Drag and then I've just uh, I just got invited back to Party Hard. So like these are like really really great shows where the fans like they ah they're some of the best fans out in arizona so you know it's just great i was gonna say is it's like february it's in phoenix um i see you're there gypsies there uh regulators but they're going one-on-one with uh ej's going against g sharp and i was just like oh how do i go to that show yeah jay (laughs) uh jay wise champion there as well yeah, I was like, how do I go to that show? Because there was a lot of people that I was like, this is going to be an amazing show. Yeah. I, I would definitely be down to go to that because uh, Amber, she she's a huge uh, G-Shark fan. So I know she'd be down to, to go to that show. That's February 24th. Okay. Let, let, let me see what I can do. <laughs> let me see what I can do. We might be planning a road trip. We might be. <laughs> we might be. That would um, actually be a great show to go to. IZW is such a good environment. I think you guys would like that. I'm I'm down for it. I'm down because I was like looking at the card and I was going. Because there's even a VIP show before the show. So there's like, I think like five matches on the VIP show. So that's five extra matches that you would get to see along with like um, whatever. Like I think, I think it's another six or seven matches on the card. I'm not entirely sure, but still, it's just a whole bunch of wrestling. Yeah, nice. And I I like experiencing different wrestling scenes in different cities. I'm actually fighting Honest John at that show. And I like Honest John! (laughs) Dante! I'm sorry. That should be a banger, though. That's going to be a good one. I'll be neutral. It's going to be a lot of fun. I've I've, uh, worked with John a couple times before. It's been a lot of fun. So me and him in a singles match is, I'm I'm interested. It's going to be great. If he sees me there, he's going to come right by (laughs) me and expect me to film him. I started (laughs) doing it now. Um, I guess I'll be neutral in that match. I like you both. Okay, I'll cheer for you. (laughs) Yes, thank you. I'll cheer cheer them both. I like both these guys. (laughs) I was like, no, just Dante. (laughs) That is... Honest John's kind of pretty, so he's nice to look at sometimes. Um, Thanks, speaking of JY, I think I'm going. I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> That's okay. Speaking of JY, I think I'm 
yeah, I am wrestling him uh, at the end of this month in Arizona as well. <laughs> Just end up in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the Party Hard show that um, I was talking about. They uh, recently had a little um, hiatus where they thought they weren't going to run any more shows. And this is like one of the best promotions in Arizona, you know, kind of shutting down after COVID. And um, now uh, Brains, the promoter, who's in a really, really good mindset now, he's just like coming back with a lot of fire. And I'm excited that he's decided to bring me in for these shows. I'm I'm hyped up. I might have to go to that because the Bryn Thorns on those shows too, and I, I became yes, a champion. Yeah, she she's also at the one I was talking about. Papa Yase is champion at Party Hard. That's well. I I like Papa. She's not really a fan of Papa Yase, but I am. So no. Okay, so <laughs> me and Summer have both talked before in the past about how you'd be a great No Limits champion. Um, is that something that you're uh, interested in going for anytime soon? I mean, you had the one match, but I mean, that's <laughs> you and Bodie would be great. Me and me and Bodie would be me and Bodie would be phenomenal. I think that would be, uh, you know, a really really interesting little feud there because like we've uh, we've locked horns a couple times in the past, but only in scramble matches. It's like one of those things where we've never had a singles match. Um, but the No Limits Championship that would be that'd be a nice little route to go on. But I really can't even think about that right now because. I'm a little heartbroken because yeah, you, you you got another issue to deal yeah, with. Yeah, I got I got I got my I got some demons to fight. You know, as as they say, <laughs> you got a little traitor, a little betrayer to uh, handle. To yeah. So once once I once I get the, you know, once I get everything sorted with this guy, I I think I think maybe maybe Bodie could be on my radar. We'll see how that goes. Uh, okay. Speaking of that problem <laughs> that you have to correct i honestly am super excited for this feud and i think it's you're excited you want to see me watch my you want to see me fight my friend <laughs> i i think it would be a great match and a great storyline and i think it's going to give you the, the moment to shine because i don't think people at fsw really appreciate what kind of wrestler you are quite yet um and i think it's going to give you like this opportunity to shine so I'm super excited to see it. Um, so that's that's me. <laughs> that's just my opinion. I I I I agree with you in the aspect of saying that it, they are going to be um, some of the best matches that I've had. But yeah. you know, in terms of the emotional aspect, I just think you know the guy could have just talked to me. But no, we want to. He he you know, ghosted you. Like that's rude. Well, it's not even it's not even that he ghosted me <laughs> and then you know we're uh, they're chatting it up and he's like yeah let me let me hug you friend because you know that's what friends do mm. only to be hit in the face a second later that's rude that's this rude. Is, yeah this, he this hugged you and then he just <laughs> decided to be rude that was, yeah. that was rude. Uh, i don't know i don't <laughs> know what's going on with that guy he i don't think he knows no it may, he, maybe he's going through some things. Maybe you just need to beat those things out of him. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying. not saying no. Just saying. I mean, I'm, I'm not opposed to it. I mean, he already knows where I'm at, so we'll see what's good. <laughs> I need to keep my mouth shut because I said that. It was like, he ghosted you, and like you were like, yeah, that's not fun being ghosted. And I was like, man, he heard me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, shit. I was like, I need to learn to keep my mouth that's shut. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> I was like, I need. To I didn't know that was you that said that. I yeah, that was me. That was me, and I was like, oh shit, he heard me. <laughs> Sometimes I need to tone it down. <laughs> no, it's all good. I love the interaction. It's great. I try. <laughs> I'm usually the loud mouth of the two of us. Unless... Well, like honestly, one person gets other people to start chanting. So if they see one person chanting, other people are gonna join in. So. The interaction is really all that it's for. That's true. That's true. Honestly, I get involved. It, it it hasn't happened like recently, but I tend to get more involved when it's like a J match. That's like Shocker. the that's the most I've ever gotten involved in a match. I think 
I don't know if you were at the show or not. Maybe not, because I don't think I met you at that time. But you could find this on YouTube, on the FSW um, YouTube page, if you haven't seen the match yet. But it was a match where Jay was doing his um, No Limits Open Challenges. Uh-huh. And Davion came out to accept at one time. And he said something along the lines of, you see your title? And I said, yeah, it's going to stay there. And the crowd was like silent after that. And he actually got out of the ring, got face to face with me and was yelling in my face. <laughs> so he had the mic. Davion did that? Yeah. And, he, <laughs> and Jay was like, I could tell he wanted to say something. He wanted to do something, but it got to the point where I actually shoved the microphone out of his face so he could stop talking. And me and him were like face to face, like nose to nose for a second. That's great. And the referee was like coming in, like, you know, you guys got to back up and all that. And then Jay got in the ring and, you know, told him what was up. So I was not there for that show. Yeah. That's like the most I've gotten involved as far as that. And obviously AJ's got me involved at least once. Yeah. <laughs> I just get shit thrown at me. That's all. Yeah. But I, I, I think you might've been there. At the time, uh, AJ got me involved. I think, uh, wasn't it the Halloween show? His first Mm-mm. New Year's Eve show was his debut match. Oh, yeah, that's right. He faced Brandon G and I chopped him. Yeah, she he like, was like, come here and chop him. And she did. He chopped Brandon G? Yeah, literally. <laughs> you could hear it throughout the entire arena. I think Chris Bay said, damn, that chop was louder than uh, most of the wrestlers. That's pretty funny. Yeah, my hand. Brandon G probably deserved it. Him and his book. (laughs) And he was wrestling AJ, so he pissed me off. So, yeah. I don't need to get involved in matches. No, you really don't. I don't. No. No, That's okay. It's best best not to. Yeah, I I don't (laughs) want to be involved. Like, let me just talk my trash, and that's it. Like, I don't want to be involved. Like, Keep it in the ring. Keep it away from me. <laughs> Just let me talk my shit. That's all I What you do most of the time. I do talk a lot of shit. So I'm usually pretty loud and annoying mm-hmm. most of the times at FSW. So, yeah, if you ever hear a real loud mouth, it's it's me. <laughs> it's me. All the time. I sit there nice and quietly. Yeah. Um. Well, thank you so much. I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. I don't want to take up too much of your time. And... Oh, that's totally fine. <laughs> thank you. No problem. Um, really quickly, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um, uh, for people that don't know who you are, uh, can you tell anybody uh, where they can find you at on social uh, media? Yeah, of course. Dante King Wrestling on Instagram and the Dante King on Twitter and TikTok. And then if you uh, look up on YouTube, Dante King Wrestling, I will pop up as well. Okay. There you go. All right. Awesome. So. If you're listening and you don't know who he is, please go check him out because he is amazing. So, and I will be checking out that match tonight. I promise. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's it was a really good match. One of the one of my favorite matches to be a part of. So I think you might enjoy. Yes, I'm excited. I'm probably gonna like edit and then watch it. So, I'm actually kind of excited for that too. I might go watch it too. Yeah. So again, thank you so much. We appreciate you coming on and being a guest on our just little podcast. No, I appreciate you guys having me, and um, it was a real, it was really fun being on this. So, you know, it was we were able to talk about whatever. That's that's really what it is. Like you know, I don't know. It's it's mostly a lot of the same questions on a lot of podcasts, you know, and it's not a lot of variety. But I think that we were able to talk extensively, and you know, it was a lot of fun. I, I would really like to be back if you guys will have me. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, let's see. Maybe we can have you and Gypsy on. Yeah. Oh, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm I'm totally down for that. If you can work it out with her, let us know. I'm totally down to have the two of you on together. Awesome. Sounds great. Uh, real quick uh, before you go, is there, uh, when I do the reel, is there a specific song or something you want me to choose? Or do you want me just to pick one? Um, Am I Dreaming by Metro Boonman. Okay. All right. Well, again, yep. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're great. You're good. You're good. All right. Well, thank you again. I will always thank everybody a million times. Um, 
because we appreciate you coming on this little podcast. Um, but this was a lot of fun. Please let us know if you and Gypsy would like to come on. We'll work it out. Um, and you can tell her how much fun it is. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. All right. Give so, her my well wishes, too. Yeah. Yes. Thank you guys so much. That means a lot. Yes. I, I wish her a very speedy recovery, but I see that she is uh, booked for that Arizona thing. So I was like, that's a promising sign. <laughs> so it should be, it should be good. Yeah. Honestly, um, she's, she's going through recovery really, really well. So, I mean, hopefully it's looking up. Well, awesome. So yeah, send her, um, our love and whenever you guys are ready, just let us know when you want to come on. <laughs> definitely. Definitely gonna have to do that. All right. Well, have a good night. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye-bye.